You're listening to the United States of Oklahoma with Josh Delaney. I am Delaney podcasting on live from the corner of Maine and Robinson in downtown Oklahoma City. And in front of me, Taylor Dickerson. It's hey. actually Dick Ensign. Oh, it's stop not. that, it's man. Dickerson. <laughs> Inside joke from five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can be found at craigproper.com. Uh, what did we say the word was? I've already forgotten it. Home. Just uh, home goods. It's ceramic home goods. That's ceramic what we do. Ceramic home goods. Mm-hmm. A terrific artist who uh, was in Oklahoma City for a long time, and now you're up in uh, Tulsa. Yeah. Right? Okay. I, I, that's where my studio is, but I'm here okay. all the time still. Here all the time. And are you still teaching over at, uh, is it House of Clay? Yep. I teach at House of Clay on Wednesdays. I have three class times there. 10 a.m., 1 p.m., and 5.30 p.m. Good stuff, man. Yeah. You know, when I was in uh, kindergarten, uh, way back in the day, I don't think they would allow this now, but uh, we got to make uh, ashtrays for our parents. <laughs> <laughs> Even in uh, when I was in high school, which wasn't that long ago, just 11 years ago now, uh, people, kids were still making ashtrays in ashtrays? shop class. Nice. I mean, there was still wood shop too. I don't know yeah. if there's still wood shop now. Man, I wonder. I guess they could maybe with like the medical marijuana. I don't know. Could they oh, make yeah. bongs or something? Yeah, you probably. Know. I mean, they, gotta... yeah, kids were definitely in there making pipes and whatever. <laughs> and they were just like the wood shop kids who always took that class. <laughs> <laughs> and so the teacher didn't really watch what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they only wanted to be uh they only wanted to hear from a student when the you know, the thumb got cut off or something. Yeah. yeah you know, otherwise yeah. don't. Yeah. I had a teacher in history, he he was the funniest. He would uh on some days you'd walk into class and he'd be s- sitting on a couch, he had a couch in his classroom and he'd just have his hand in his head. Mm-hmm. And he'd go, Kids, just leave the teacher alone today. And that was it. And we could just do whatever we wanted as long as we kind of just kept quiet. Wow. And he felt no guilt about that. No, not at all. Well, okay. I have a story. And sorry, Paige, if this takes any editing now. (laughs) I have a story now about Woodshop and and teachers in my last name. It's putting Mm -hmm. it all together. Mm -hmm. So first, uh, I'm a freshman. And this is my first class with, with upperclassmen, seniors, junior. And my teacher had Parkinson's disease. And he was reading off of a paper. And he got to my name and he said, Taylor, d- d- dick skin? So you know <laughs> what all the upperclassmen, I was just horrified. As a freshman, I'm just like, oh, no, it's it's from a movie. Is it not? It's like, and that was it. That was my name in, in shop class. And that was what, ninth grade, tenth grade? That was That would be... What is freshman? Yeah, ninth so grade. Got, ninth grade. So, so you got tagged. first semester. I'm so scared. I'm little. Oh Everyone's little in ninth dude. grade. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's weird. That's a good one. I'd yeah. like to repeat it, but then you know, Paige is going to have to. I, I think she'll let the first one go, but the second yeah. one, you know, and that's the thing about um, naming uh, kids too. You just had a kid, right? No, you didn't. Yeah, no, Not, no kids yet. I'm, I'm but married. Rec- recently married. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got married okay. last year, so we okay, just had our anniversary. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about naming kids. Like, um, you got to be careful. Like my, you know, my wife was getting upset with me. Not upset, but she was like, "Really, babe?" Because we'd come up with a name, and then I'd start rhyming it like a kindergartner would. You know, I did the same thing to yeah. figure out what they could be made fun of. <laughs> exactly. For. Yeah. 
I did the exact. We had that exact same conversation. My wife. That's so funny that you yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do it, man. You got to do it. And she didn't get it. So my my wife was homeschooled, and so I tell her it's it's. I love being with you because there's a part of your soul that wasn't destroyed. Yes. From like, yes. you know, social, all that stuff, social hell of public middle school and high school. And so I was like, no, you have to, you have to think of our kids' names. You got to do it. They will be called that. Yeah, yeah. They will. You got to do, do it, man. Um, well, my eldest, she has. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not going to say her name or her brother's name. So I've I've got four, but. Mm-hmm unintentionally her name and her brother's name was like from uh one of those disney shows or nickelodeon shows a few years ago it's like how unoriginal are we and then one of them is like your basic rhyme name but it's Mm -hmm. not insulting Mm -hmm. um but yeah i was getting in the gutter man because kids are creative you gotta oh you have to get down there you gotta go you gotta go back you have to remember what it's like. You got to put on the old clothes. You got to think of all the words that you cannot say now in 2019 that you just threw exactly. around like nothing. Exactly. You got to go there. Yeah, yeah. For your True. children. You know what? You're just being a good dad. You got to do it for the kids. Got to do, do it for the kids. kids. Um, so you've got a story that um, I really enjoy, and I, I think it. Um, uh, I think so. You're. Don't tell me your age, but you're still. You're still under 30. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and so you you made a decision that I, I think people can make at different times in their lives, but um, one that's probably wise at a young age. Um, you you walked away from, I mean, amicably, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. uh, from a, a steady paycheck to pursue something that you really wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so kind of walk us down that road. What were you doing uh, at the time, and then what kind of made you break from that to go into, and then tell us what you're into. Okay, well, I'll go. I'll go back a little bit to uh, when I was seventeen. I believe I was still seventeen, maybe seventeen, eighteen. I got a job at Tree and Leaf Clothing with Dusty Gilpin and, and John Milner, and so I was a screen printer there for a long time. And then in two thousand fifteen, um, one of the owners stepped away, and so uh, they they split the company in half. Uh, Dusty still ran Tree and Leaf Clothing, the retail store in the Plaza District, for years after that. Um, and then myself and three other uh, employees of Tree and Leaf bought the contractor, the commercial side of the business. And we renamed it Slate Screen Print and Design. So this happens. I graduate May. I graduate from UCO um, May of 15. And we buy the company June of 15. I think it was June. And uh, I was so scared, man. I was so scared. And all the other kids, I, one other had finished college, but I went, I was business admin. So they think that that means I know how to do something business. I'm like, you weren't, you didn't go through it. If you went through it, you would know you have no idea what's going on right now. And so I did that. I was I was the in charge of all the administrational duties for Slate Screen Print and Design. And we weren't starting a new business. We were trying to roll over this already established well-established business that um, was kind. It was up to us to to figure out how to run a business that had years and years leading up to, it and we we weren't we were a part of that only as printers in the back, you know, and you, and a designer. Did but, they give you a fancy title right away? Were you CFO? We get, I gave myself a fancy title. <laughs> we talked about it. No, we were just all co-owners. That was yeah. it. We didn't know what we were doing, and. Uh, but we did know how to print really well. Yes. And we knew we were really good printers, and we were putting out really good work, and we had 
uh, Phil Bearshield and Ian Spencer and John Metcalfin. Ian Spencer had been doing a lot of the design work, and he was he's a killer designer. Now today he is. Philip Bearshield is a serious artist, photographer, printer. And so we we were we were good. We had something going. Um, and then in 2017, I decided to step away uh, because I took up a hobby, which was pottery, mm. and it changed my my world. And I couldn't get it out of my head. First pottery class, that was it. All I could think about was I was designing stuff in my head now, and and something connected. It was the first visual artistic medium that I really clicked with. That I really felt like. I, okay, I understand something about this. I can my brain and my hands are matching up, and I'm not used to that. I did. I never considered myself an artist or someone who could create like that. So, yeah. Manly art of pottery, by the way. What is manly pottery? Oh, it's very manly. manly. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah, you can break stuff if you don't like it, right? Oh you yeah, especially <laughs> especially early on. There's a lot of frustration. There's a big lesson of uh, I, I teach now, and really people it, it it takes a lot of focus and so you get really emotionally attached to pieces that you do so that was a big lesson i had to learn and so i i talk about that as often as i can yeah. this is mud what was the what was the class you took where where was it at or it was at house of clay it, it was, was just taught by okay. one of the other guys who teaches there and i i i took it there for 12 weeks and that was and then i asked to be bought out of slate screen mm. print and design mm-hmm. and then i i was able to use that buyout money to buy a potter's wheel a kiln some i had some shelves to buy all the supplies i needed and i knew i have to go find a space and just be really bad at this for <laughs> six months and so i lived on that money for six months going into the shop and working full-time trying to to work full-time to get all the yeah. kinks out you know yeah gotta be really bad yeah gotta be bad you gotta you be, be bad good. yeah mm-hmm. now were you were you engaged at the time or did you know your wife at the time or no we had just started dating um we had just we had just been dating for maybe three or four months before i left slate and so i think something that was kind of attractive to her was that oh he's he's this age and here he is a partner at a business a mm-hmm. successful business it's going mm-hmm. he's a steady paycheck but uh-huh. we weren't in it too deep to where she, you know yeah it was weird yeah. for her that I okay. was leaving and starting something else there was never any pressure from she's okay. the best her name's Kate and okay. she really is I'm not blowing smoke I, I mean she really is the best and she there was never any pressure it's it's only been support and encouragement so I got really lucky then and the timing was good then yeah there, you know yeah. there wasn't much to be expected of either of us mm-hmm. at that point so. yeah yeah, just young kids, bohemian, can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so bohemian. We slept in hammocks outside. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, Kate? Kate is her name, yeah. Shout out to Kate. Shout out, Kate. Speaking of my eldest daughter, I uh, talked to her last night to try to figure out where she was in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> she's turning out to be the bohemian of the group. Oh. And uh, actually, I was talking to her brother, mm-hmm. her younger brother. And this is this is the trick for all you uh, you kids out there us dads we will find out your okay yeah um especially if your little brother drops a dime on you that's where you find the juice yeah. is the siblings <laughs> the siblings have all the juice so I was, I was talking to my son last night and i go where the hell is your sister yeah and he goes i don't know dad i go well is she coming back <laughs> and, uh and he goes i i don't know because they're living out in california uh and uh i go is she coming back he goes 
I don't know, man. I, I think she's staying in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> so I call her up last night. We're chit-chatting. Because I knew she was going to Idaho for mm-hmm. a summer job. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that she had planned to stay there. Yeah. And that she could be found on Instagram yeah. firing a uh, crossbow, uh, which is something I would never expect from her. But it's great. You know, yeah. she, she's out there doing the thing. How bohemian are we talking? She went out to work on a farm for a summer? Uh, a, a lodge. It's got a lodge. Some, it's got some cabins. Oh, okay. So it's uh, it's up uh, it's up in a forest. Yeah. So it's way out there. And then she <laughs> so she tells me last night, she goes, uh, yeah, Dad, so I'm getting my first tattoo tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't phase me. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, you know, whatever. She goes, yeah, I've been living in an RV for the last three months. <laughs> and I started laughing. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I could see that. You know, I, I just didn't bat an eye. Yeah. You know, and yeah. But I had to do the dad thing. I'm like, okay, are you transferring your school credits over? She goes, yeah, I'm going to do that. I go, what's your next plan for mm-hmm. the six six months? That's mm-hmm. all I need. Give me this six month plan. I don't yeah. want a five year, ten year. I don't want any of that. Um, but yeah, so that's good that that you have somebody who who you know rolls with it. You know, and oh and yeah. seems to enjoy that. Uh, um, Adventure. Yeah, she she works for herself too. So she oh, so she gets it. Yeah, she she had to work for herself right out of high school. She was in charge of herself and pro- having to provide everything. So she she gets it. She understands the hustle and the sacrifice and like the, you know, the long term goal takes some some struggle up front. You know. Yeah. yeah. And so and sometimes that's years. Mm-hmm. And so she gets it. And and I've always been honest enough too. So I think she knows. You know, I'm not gonna be some rascal about anything, right? right you know, right. she just trusts that I'm gonna. Right. And if it gets too bad, then I won't. Then I won't do it. I mean, if it gets to a point to where I'm, I'm not providing anything or helping, not to be the you know male right. provide. Not, I, uh, not right. that. But well, you women, know what I'm saying? Not yeah, being a bum. Yeah, women don't want to be married to chumps. You know? No, we all. I don't, we, I don't, we I don't, I don't care to, what political side they fall on. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> We all want to be married to... Yeah. You want to be married to somebody you're proud of. Yes. Somebody exactly. you, you want to walk down the street with. That's what it is right there. I was looking for the right yeah. words. How to say this. Yeah. That's it. You don't yeah. want to be like covering your eyes when somebody walks up on you as a couple like, yeah, I'm with this bum. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> right. Um, do you think that um, uh, having... Well, so many people, it seems like, uh, they've either got that nerd, straightforward business type. They're going to be an accountant for the rest of their mm. life. Then you got your artiste type it seems like uh your personality and your skills kind of blend the two do you think that helps out i that's interesting because i've always felt that way so i was talking to dusty about this not that long ago i have never i told you i'd never considered myself an artist i still don't think i am an artist i think if someone helped me you know, figure out a, a title or a category that would help me feel more comfortable with how do I talk about myself to other people, you know? Um, and I think it's more of a product design. I think it's product designer and, and maker, you know, uh, because I am, I'm, I'm making things, uh, it comes from a, a concept first and a functionality. And so, and then I'm making something aesthetically pleasing in combination with all that and consistently so it's not really changing i mean the 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 designs that i'm producing now are very consistent and and gradual improvements from things i was doing two years ago so i think it's more product design and i think product design is you know how you would 
the difference between a painter and maybe a, an architect, how an architect thinks yeah. about things. Yeah, yeah. Think about functionality more. Yeah. He can make a really great design, but it can't be falling down on people's heads. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be able to, to work. Yeah. Did you have a vision for, um, I guess, I guess for what you wanted to make, or was it at one point like, yeah, I'll just, I, I don't believe, I don't, I don't sense this about you, but was there any any time you thought, yeah, I'll just kind of, I'll go down to the flea market and the artist fairs, and I'll just try to make a living that way, or did you mm. have a, a a pretty solid plan about what you wanted to do, what you were going to make, and how you're going to make a living at it? Yeah, the con. I think conceptually, I'm a little more uh, naturally. I will. I will build something from a concept first, and so from from day one, really after the first lesson, I had this idea of a mug, and it's a mug that I do now. And it's a stackable mug, and it's um, the idea was mugs take up a bunch of space in your cupboard. And no one's – where are the stackable mugs? Yeah. And so out of thinking about that, well, that plays into how I designed it. Well, if they stack, then there probably has to be some kind of tapered design of the body of the mug. And then the handle can't join on the bottom so that the handle is off to the side of it. And so um, that's why the, the handle only attaches at the very top and then it's open at the bottom. So then all these mugs can, can attach. Or, sorry, can stack is what okay. I mean. Okay. But but then and then from the mug, then I say, okay, well, if someone has mugs in their house and they want to buy bowls from me, well, those two things aesthetically have to look right together. So then I designed all the other pieces around that original mug design, so everything has a cohesiveness and and yeah, looks good in sets or looks good on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do. Uh... <laughs> I'm assuming with well, I don't want to assume, but so we're talking ceramics here. Yeah. Um, so there's isn't there always a kind of a built-in like this is uh, I don't want to say old I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but kind mm-hmm. of a rustic or maybe even like a farmhouse mm-hmm. look. I guess what I'm getting to is uh, can you make stuff? Because um, I've I've seen your designs. I'm like, yeah, man, I, I love that stuff. I, I want that stuff. But do you? Um, is there a challenge to make things look modern, even yeah. with that material, yeah. or did you just are you just like F it? I make what I want to make, and I, I don't need to. It's definitely vibe on the, that. the challenge that that is motivating too. <clears throat> okay, I'm I'm kind of a weirdo about that too, because I think when you think of handmade pottery, there's a distinct rustic farmhouse look that you're that you're talking about. Yeah. Usually they have more flowy gla- and nothing against that. There's really cool stuff, but flowy glazes and yes. you know there's an idea. Yeah. That you have in your head, and I knew I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make something different, just because it's a challenge. That strictly because it's a challenge, and I wanted to try to be uh, use my unique brain. Everyone has a unique brain, but, um, to to make something that I'd be proud of, and and you know achieve uh, something conceptually and design wise. And so, um, it's hard on a potter's wheel to make something really straight and smooth and with clean lines. Okay. Uh, would, would sleek be a right word? Yeah, sleek. I was searching sleek, for one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that Scandinavian stuff, I mean, any kind of Scandinavian design, you get what I'm saying. Everything's very smooth and, and one color. You look at my my pieces, I'm not doing a lot of decoration. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't add any decoration, really, but I mess with angles more. Okay. And I mess with 
you know, certain tones of colors that you won't get tired of being in your house for a long time. Yes. It's not a lot of bold stuff. There's yeah. not a lot of two-tone stuff. If there's anything that's two-tone, it's the natural clay color and mm. glaze. It's not – generally, it's not two different glazes or three mm-hmm. different glazes. Uh, it's it's hard to do that. I think it's hard to make something interesting that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe because it's different than, than the normal pottery that you think of, maybe – its simplicity is interesting mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. yeah. Now, how do you, we had spoken uh, previously, you'd mentioned that you, you constantly, I guess for lack of, better, of a better word, uh, projects going. It's not like you're just working on one thing or a set of things that um, <clears throat> you either got something on the wheel or you got something in the, is it the kiln? Yeah. Uh, and then you got something else that kind of setting. Yep. Can you can you walk me through that process of what you have going on? Let's let's say you start to work on a Monday on a brand new thing, mm-hmm. and you've already got stuff in the in the works from f- Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. What, what does that look like? Right. Okay. So uh, with pottery, you're working with a lot of biomaterial and chemistry. Mm. Both of those things, uh, you have time goes with them for them to mature, and and there's heat and all sorts of stuff, humidity, moisture, all that. So if I'm making a plate on Monday. What I'll do is when I make something, when I make clay on the potter's wheel, that's called throwing. So when I'm throwing a plate, I have no idea why it's called throwing, by the way. There's no (laughs) – I don't know what that comes from. Probably some old British something. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, we'll look at it. Well, I don't know. Not on the not on air. I don't know what's. what's that isn't throwing on Friday night. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, throwing mud. Don't look up throwing mud on Urban Dictionary. I don't know what'll pop up. But anyway, so like, if I throw a plate on Monday, I will take it off, and it's still wet from me using it. So I'll take it off and set it on the shelf, and I'll let that dry for 24 hours. Now I'll sit back down at the potter's wheel and make more plates. You know, I'll sit down and make. Let's say 10 plates. When I come back the next day, it will it will have naturally dried out enough to get to a stage called leather hard. Leather hard means it's not completely dry. It's not really uh, as wet as it was the day before. You can't really mold it around, but you can trim it. Think of trimming clay as, uh, as you would turning wood. You know, you put wood and it goes around in a circle and you have a an edge or a sharp blade and you and you trim away at it so you do the same thing with pottery um, and then i would trim it then st- leave it another 24 to 48 hours to dry uh, naturally uh, and then i would put it in the kiln so now we're at like thursday already okay so now the plate that i made on on monday it's thursday i'm putting it in the kiln for the first time i'm firing it to 1800 degrees fahrenheit around somewhere around there is this out in your this is the studio, all the this studio? Is it. This is all okay. in the studio, all in the same place. And um, I'm getting it to bisqueware. When it's at bisqueware, it's now starting to become a stone, but it's still, um, there's still, it's still, what's it called when something has holes in it, like a sponge is, a, uh, it's a peat, it starts with a peat, porous. Porous. Yes, okay. it's still somewhat porous. Okay. So then I would glaze the plate because glaze uses biomaterial and water, mostly. And the piece can now absorb the water and the glaze stays on the outside of the piece. Mm. Okay. So you still need it to be porous. Okay. And then the next day, so now Friday, I'm putting it in the glaze kiln. When I say bis kiln and glaze kiln, same kilns, they could be mm-hmm. the same kilns, 
just at different firing temperatures. Now it'll go up to about 2200 Fahrenheit and it'll finish. The clay will be fully matured, the clay I use. Fully matured, the glaze will have become that glassy, uh, you know, coating that you see on on pottery pieces. Mm -hmm. And now it's done on Saturday. So it's a good, you know, seven days, six, seven days to do something. So all that said, (coughs) this is very confusing. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. You with me? So all that saying, so Monday maybe I threw something and Tuesday, I trim all those things. Well, that doesn't cover my full day. So I can start throwing something else on Tuesday. Okay. So maybe I throw 20 cups on Tuesday as well. Hmm. So I start stacking all of these things, and they all are on their own schedules. Got but do you see how over time, yeah. I'm running a bisque kiln every day, a glaze kiln every day, I'm trimming every day, I'm throwing every day, but they're all different. They're all on different schedules. They're okay. all together. And got that's it, how got you it. stack things like that. Okay. Yeah. Now, anywhere in the process... Uh, um is there a time element? Like, I better not let that sit out for X amount of time, or totally. I better get this in there? Okay. Oh, there's a lot of that. All yeah. of it depends on humidity and dryness of the air and, and all this. So you can leave. If I throw out a plate. Out here, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's different. Every time I move to a new studio, I'm at the third studio that I'm in now, uh-huh. I, have to ta- I have to take a couple weeks to kind of really pay attention to how's everything drying and things dry in different spots in the room too it's mm-hmm. all there's a whole science to it yeah so if i leave something wow. for two de- for too long a day too long i most of the time just you can't really save it you got to chuck it can so I, can i get those on discount uh <laughs> no those usually are not released it hit me up on the if email. you have the old, yeah i hit you i'll just hit you up i'll paint it myself all yeah. right or whatever you call it <laughs> organic yeah if i sell those it's at a premium though that's the only way those are getting out (laughs) well uh do uh in a let's say in a month i don't know how how many completed pieces of everything i mean let's let's not talk sets let's say like just pieces of everything well now i have i have someone helping me which helps a lot not not much but 10 hours a week dang man hiring people now now finally jeez and um uh, we could produce somewhere between 200 and 400 pieces in a month. Wow. And there, that's not that much, to be honest with you. I mean, there, there are single potters that can put out 400, 500 completed pieces in a month. Wow. And they're insane. Mm-hmm. Sellouts, man. Mass produced. So, no. no, they're doing what I'm doing, but they don't have any kind of uh, – that's all they want to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they need to broaden their horizons a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Add a little bit, some range in their yeah. life, yeah. Is that is that something where people do do that? Like, hey, I've got this design. Now I'm going to send it over to uh, Pottery Farm Inc. Yeah. And they'll yeah. mass produce it. Yeah, there's a place – Gosh, I hope I, there's not a Pottery Farm Inc. out there. But. There's not. Uh, there might be Pottery Farm Inc. <laughs> but uh, there are there are places that uh, will you can send them an idea and they'll make a, a slip cast or which is basically a mold. Mm. Um, if you get things from you know mugs, if you go buy four mugs at Target, they're all exactly the same because they're made in molds. Okay. And so there are places in in the country that. You can send stuff to and hire them to make a bunch to mass produce a bunch of things for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Are you ever gonna do that? No. Okay. I, I come won't. on, bro. I've, Between I, me and you, man. Come on. No, I can't do it. Here's the thing, though. This is why I can't do it. If Kate, if Kate wants a little more, uh, if Kate wants, a, if your money gets funny, bro. The money gets funny. <laughs> you get a you get another side hustle. You build up as many side hustles as you need. 
If you need to not tell people about some side hustle, that's fine. <laughs> do what you need to do. But I won't do it because I genuinely believe this. If you really get to talking with me, we'll go a little too woo-woo. So this is up All to right, you. All right, man. All right. Uh, but I genuinely believe that there's an authenticity in something that's handmade. I don't mean to be cliche about that. I th- think of art, like fine art. You can tell when there's... Um, you can you can feel something and you can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to put into words. And I yep. think that, that that's what I believe is happening. And that's why I will, my stuff will always be handmade. Um, my stuff will always involve like a lot of people that understand the concept and the idea and the purpose of why this mug is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Because I think with that understanding, it implies how you approach how to make it. And I just think that that kind of energy goes goes through to the end. And I think whether you're aware of it or not, there's a reason that you like that mug. There's mm-hmm. a reason that you are, you know, like to eat out of that bowl. Yep. You know? Yep. One of my favorite items is – I might have mentioned this to you. When we you were did on previously. the phone. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say this again because I love this thing. Yeah. I've, I've lost it somewhere in one of the moves, and I, but I found the person who makes it again. Oh. So – but you and I can talk about custom orders uh, off, off, offline here. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'll ask you about that later. Yeah. On. Um, my, it's not, it's not just a shaving mug. Mm-hmm. It is, um, it is a bowl with a handle on it and a spout, and then you put the uh, hot water from the faucet into the spout. There's a liner with inside the ceramic. You put that hot water in there. It heats up the bowl, and then all you need for your shave is just to put a little bit of hot water in there. A little bit of shaving cream in there, and the thing just blows up. It gets so foamy. Um, I have not bought. Um, I have not bought a razor in probably fifteen years. I bought. Um, I use a double edge razor, so I have these blades. I bought a two hundred fifty pack of blades about fifteen years ago oh that I have not run out of yet. <laughs> I have not bought shaving cream like in the cans in years, so I've got my my regular old school shaving, and I got a, a shaving cream. Then I got my brush. Yeah. So I take that badger brush, I put that into the foam and water, and it just blows up. I get more foam on me than like out of a gel. That is so weird, man. Tan. And it has to do with the. So when you say it has a spout in it in a liner, so it's how you would melt maybe sugar or chocolate or so. Is it the same idea? idea that you have a double boiler is it that uh, kind of idea i guess i'm, I'm not, not understanding smart. what the liner there's like in, in so you're basically pouring the water not like into a bowl yeah but uh into a spout and then the hot spout, water is, is surrounding is cir- yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so, okay and it's awesome because it just makes the bowl really hot yeah um and then it just it just lathers everything up man um but what's cool about that as you were you were talking as a as a somebody who bought that piece is that you're not just making art you're making art that that people use every day you know it's not only beautiful to look at but it's also practical i mean what's that like for you knowing hey you know somebody might be uh you know eating their cheerios out of my uh, handiwork uh you know there today it's really cool it's it's way cooler to me than it's actually the same feeling i got when i would print shirts and i would see out in the wild a shirt that i know i printed like i was the printer that day that printed that order and so when i see it out and it would be like man that is that's just i i don't know how to say it there's this there's this connection of two stories that don't know each other Mm -hmm. and and there's 
that's the that's the bond right there is that thing that person may love that shirt and you played a hand in that and that's a nice connection to have with someone you don't need to talk to them Mm -hmm. you know yeah Uh, it's and um it's the same it's the same thing i love that I love thinking that a mug that I make is someone's favorite mug. Mm-hmm. That's a nice connection that I will have with someone that I may never talk to ever. Yeah, and it's yeah. just not—it's just a good feeling. It's just a nice, yeah, fuzzy feeling. I guess. I believe it. I believe <laughs> it. You know, I'm a mug man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I usually pick up a mug from wherever I travel. Yeah. And uh, naturally, my ex-mother-in-law broke my favorite mug mm. on accident. Air quotes. Mm-hmm. I think it was a mug from. Uh, San Francisco, and uh, what I liked about it, it was like the uh, whatever word we were using earlier, more natural looking. Um, you know, it wasn't all gussed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody had placed uh, a design of one of the trolley cars on it. But my favorite part, God, my favorite part of it was on the handle. They like flattened out the top for your thumb, just for your thumb to yeah, rest. Yeah, and that just always felt so good. <laughs> I know. It's my that's, favorite mug. That's what I'm saying. It's your favorite <laughs> mug because there's a certain fi- – There, how many mugs have you used in your life that you have no recollection of? Right. There's that one little detail on that mug that someone yeah. thought about. Oh, my God. It became your favorite mug, and it now has a room in your head forever. It does, You man. know? I miss that damn thing. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And it didn't even hold a lot of coffee. My my other favorite was one from Big Bear, California. Now, that was yeah. like a huge, you know, yeah. Big Bear, yeah. a ceramic thing and all that. But yeah. God damn, she accidentally dropped it out of the cupboard one day. Man. And I'm like, you know, uh, I'm going to accidentally suplex you, lady. <laughs> you know, that's what's going to happen here. Sharp shooter right here in the freaking kitchen, man. Oh, man. I am still pissed about that. I you've now tell. pissed me off, man. You've, I you've, can't t- you've I did not bring this up, Josh. <laughs> you brought it up. pissed, man. <laughs> uh, so, but do you do you take custom orders or is that like... Yeah, I do a lot of commission and wholesale work. Okay. Uh, not so much custom design-wise, okay. but if someone has I mean, an yeah, idea... yeah, commission is the, the word I was looking for. Yeah, commission. So, yeah. Uh, Chelsea, I suppose all you do is custom, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, I don't really take... Um, you know, if so, someone's not sending me a drawing and saying, make this. Right. Um, but Chelsea, who runs Salt and Water... Uh, downtown here in Oklahoma City, she wanted to make uh, an incense holder. And so I was, uh, because of her idea to do that, I designed something that was an incense holder and it looked cool and it functioned the way it was supposed to. So I do a lot of commission work like that. Most most of my work is wholesale commission, wholesale commonplace. And I did the dishes, all the tableware at uh, Plant, the new vegan restaurant, that, uh, the new plant-based mm-hmm. uh, restaurant that opened in Midtown. Mm-hmm. I, think and, I, uh, I think I wrote about her. What, what's her name? Emma Ryan? Yes. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. So they're doing well up there? Yeah. Have you eaten there yet? Not yet. Are you you got to go. She was. Oh, I gotta call that. I gotta have this guy on the podcast too. If he's listening, I'm sorry. Uh, he's a food photographer, and I've always been interested in food photography because yep. I hate so many people's photos about their food on on the internet. It's yep. you know just gross looking. And so we did the story on him. But Brandon, it was at, yeah, Brandon, yeah, and it was at her uh, house. He was taking photos of her food. Yeah. Dude, we've both been in that house then. We would hang out. You know, Brandon's great, I, too. I secretly want that house, too. It's a good – that's a good neighborhood. I right was there. coveting. I know. Sorry, Emma. I know. No, that's cool. <laughs> no, you got to go go check it out. It's really, it's really really good. Even okay. if you don't eat plant-based, you know, if you if you don't eat plant-based, there's some really good food there. Okay. And it's a – oh, my God. Inside is so great. It looks I, so good. 
you know, I think I had like one of her vegan Twix bars or something like that. I Probably. Like, I was like, oh my god, like it's it's good, man. Good. <laughs> okay, get. Do you like uh, ice cream? Yeah, I'm an ice cream man. Okay, yeah. get the chocolate ice cream that they have. Now it's vegan ice cream. Trust me. Yeah. Just trust me. Just All do right, it. I will do it. She's not making vegan whoppers, is she? She's not doing that. <laughs> no, I don't think okay. so. I don't, she's, I don't think she's into the vegan candy making so much as just. Uh, but it's it's good, dude. It's really good. Um, so this this phrase kind of bugs me. But yeah, let me ask you: Are do you consider yourself uh, self taught? No. Okay. No, no. I. It's an irritating word, isn't it? Because you got to learn from somebody, even if you're. Yeah. No one's. No one's self-taught. No one's self-made. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, I'm not self-taught. I I went to pottery lessons for 12 weeks, and <laughs> someone had to tell show me the fundamentals and talk about it. And and then I did another workshop in 2017 in uh, in Denmark with this with this guy Eric, who's on Instagram. It's tortoise. Copenhagen and I did that and I also and then I spent a lot of time trying to apply the techniques and skills I learned from those two people and figure out how it'll work for me so no I'm not self-taught I think you just evolve and you adapt your own Mm -hmm. things to everything um have you and Kate purchased uh, your own your own? Have you gone to Target to buy dishes, or is that like anathema? <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we finally have. <laughs> she she talks to me all the time. She's like, "You, we have to have your things in our house." Yeah, like uh, the good stuff though. I need to sell <laughs> the good stuff. So it's funny. Our plates are. I will have. We will have five white plates in there, and they all look completely different because they all came in different times of my company. It's like, oh, here's one single plate that's an extra. I'll bring it home. So it's, uh-huh. it's kind of now our our dishes are just collections of things from uh, my okay. shop. Okay. But uh, but no, we we did. We went to Target and bought some plastic dishes to throw in the microwave and uh-huh. stuff. We don't have them now, but we did. We did. I would be lying if I said we okay. did. Okay, all right. Because I'm gonna come out there one day. I'm gonna be looking around. What in my house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna drive the same all the way got to my Tulsa. Place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know where he got these. He got them off the uh, Walmart home delivery uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Craig Proper and Craig Proper dot com. What? The, how the hell did you get the, this name? The name? Yeah. So my name is Taylor Dickerson. We've gone over that. Very easy to make fun of. Mm-hmm. TD Not, TD T Dick was my nickname in high school. My little brother. Was Lil, <laughs> Lil Dicky? Yeah, Lil Dick. I love me some Lil Dicky though. And uh, that guy can rhyme. He can rhyme. His his uh, sway in the morning was pretty good. Yeah, his sway in the morning. See, but, these people uh, listen and think I'm old. I'm an old no, head. Josh but I knows know. who Lil Dicky is. I know my Lil Dicky. All right, look up uh, Toby Nwigwe when I'm gone. I love. Uh, you do? You know who I'm talking about? Saw him on the freestyle on the thing. Oh my God, yeah. Josh. Yeah. Mm mm mm. What was uh? It wasn't Hot ninety seven. It was the other one. It was a sway. It was sway. Yeah, in the that was sway that he is where was I saw. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then one of my reaction videos, they actually reviewed him one day, and they were watching him. Uh, I think it was Lost in Vegas. Might have I watch those guys sometimes yeah. too. They're good. Oh man, they're yeah. great, dude. There's yeah. another guy named No Life Shack. Really, really good. I need yeah. to check him out. Yeah, but Toby, how do you pronounce his name? Ingway, Big Way, or something like that. What his last Toby. name? Toby. Toby, it's N W I G W E. Yeah. So. 
he says it in the in the native is way it, that you're supposed to say it. He's like Nigerian or something like that. Or uh, I'm not going. I don't. I can't remember. But I watched a video with like his wife yeah. in it or something. Fat. He'll, he'll yeah. He'll shoot videos with his wife. Fat. Yeah. They make a video for like man. He's been such a big inspiration for for me lately. Uh, that's so awesome that you know him by the way. But but go, right, go down the YouTube. Uh, you know, rabbit hole with him. They make a visual for almost every song that they do. Yeah. And they just put out a song with Paul Wall, too, and the visual for that is so good, man. They're just really good, and they work with, you know, in Houston, in public places in Houston, and museums and schools and stuff to to shoot all their videos. And uh, I'm just really – I'm really down with them right now. I'm really into that. I, so. think, I think one of their videos, I think she was braiding his hair or combing his hair or something. He was yeah. rapping in it or something like that. Yeah. yeah. She's she's involved in a lot of stuff. And then his producer, Nell, is a is a woman – producer and so she's all and she does every all of his songs okay and they came up and you know doing it together and so uh that she's always in the videos too mm-hmm. so it's cool man I, that's cool that you know him I'm, so big big inspiration for me artistically yeah, yeah. lately well do you kids uh are uh, do you refer to the guys like that as dope or are they sick or are they lit <laughs> af what's, what's uh, the new thing now i think <laughs> uh sweet is sweet still a thing Sweet oh, was sweet. Like, okay. Sweet. No, not really sweet. I don't know. He's cool. I just say he's, he's cool. rad, man. <laughs> he's rad. I don't know about that. <laughs> he's cool. You can say whatever, I guess. What but, was uh, one? On fleek. Yeah, so on fleek. On fleek. Is that gone? <laughs> I hope it is. Gone. I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. So where the hell are we talking about? Oh, we're talking uh, about my name. Oh yeah, your name. Uh, T Dick. T Dick. And, and what was the other one? Dick Skin. Yep. There, there you go, it was. Yeah. There you go, Paige. <laughs> Um, uh, that made me think: Is she gonna bleep out the first part or the skin part? I don't know. What makes it more vulgar. Going back to the a hole exactly thing we we're talking about. Anyway, so my name, Craig Proper. So Taylor Dickerson doesn't look good on paper aesthetically. Doesn't sound very good. I didn't want it to be Taylor Dickerson pottery. That's you know, um, my middle name is Craig, and I thought, well, Craig looks cool. It's different. It sounds good. So I'll start with that. And then I found out on accident, I was looking into Craig, and it's actually Scottish Gaelic for stone. So I was like, okay, there there you go, man. Craig, there's All that right. part. And uh, the proper part comes from I I grew up in Ireland. My elementary years were in Dublin, Ireland. Slante. From, yeah, Slante. Yeah, Pogue Mahone. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember any Gaelic, dude. I took Gaelic for six years. I lived there for from age seven to 13. Took Gaelic the whole time. I know. I don't remember anything. I know Slancha, and I know that's it. Yeah, Slancha. And I know some people yeah. were named Neve, oh, and okay. some people were named Connor. That's Connor, all I remember. Yeah, there's a great song called Connor McGregor, a little hip hop song. Uh, who did that song? It was a, not Mercules, but I'll look it up. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, um, tell the story. So when I lived in Dublin, Ireland, I went to a private international school because my dad's my dad worked for Hertz Rent a Car, and so they were paying for everything while. It, while we lived there so we went to this really nice private international school and it was very proper it was very this is the way you say this this is the way you eat pizza with a knife and fork your fork has to be in your left hand your knife has to be in your right hand even to the point where if you're so if you're cutting a steak i want you to think about it do you steak? oh yeah man okay if you're cutting a steak the bit that you're about to eat is the fork in front or behind the knife? Is the fork closest to you or oh, over the knife? Okay. I'm about to eat the, the bite. Yeah. And I'm cutting it? Yeah. 
So are you holding the big chunk of steak or are you holding the bite you're about to cut off? Oh, man. I I usually put the knife on the side that I'm about to eat. Okay, so the fork is behind the knife. Yes. So then you cut off the bite, then you take the fork out, put the fork in the bite that you're yeah. about to eat and eat it. So yeah. that and would be wrong. That's completely wrong now that I think about it. I should go it's this way. Completely improper. So I should go like that kind of. You should just use, behind. just put it God, what an ogre. in front of you and then cut over the knife so the fork's already in the bite. You get what I'm saying? Just now thought of that. Damn it. I know. So I'm 46. Uh, listen, you didn't go to the school I went to. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's like cotillion. Yeah. <laughs> but they would have teachers walking around in uh, while we're eating at school re- honestly correcting how you're eating. So that's what we're that's the level we're talking about. So there's this part of me that I that's in there. That was beaten into me from teachers. My my parents were never that strict about it, but I, I'll tell you what, the elbows on the table thing. Oh, that was not that's my, not a thing. My dad got so pissed off at me when I was about eight, he just thumped my elbow and it felt like a sledgehammer hit it. Oh my god. If you hit the elbow in the right spot yeah, too. I never put the elbows on the table again after that. Yeah. Except right now. Rude. Yeah, I know. Josh's rude. elbows on rude. the table. Be, I'm trying to find this Connor McGregor song for you. You're gonna I'm gonna impress you even more. Wow. All right, so go ahead. So you're at this. <laughs> so I'm there. So I think, um, and and aside from the proper manner stuff, it's funny if you know me. I'm not. Uh, I'm not very proper, but I, the way, <laughs> yeah, the the way I think about things though is if I'm going to do something, there's a there's a right way to do it. There's a, a certain amount of attention and focus and time I should be giving to something. It should be as excellent as it can be to me that's the proper way to do whatever you're doing same with relationships anything like that you know it's it's attention and focus and so that's where the proper part comes from craig proper sounds good looks good uh it has meaning now that is me still you know it's i didn't want to make some fake person or some fake company it still needed to be me and and it's also a brand name so it's not uh, if i if this business grows and I hire employees, they're under a brand name. They're under a company name, you know? And so that's everything that went into that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what would you say to folks? I mean, they don't have to be your age, but I mean, I think people deal with this at different times in their life. Like, man, I'm so sick of this 99 to five, but I mm-hmm. really want to do this. Um, now, I think it's a given that you have to be skilled at something. You can't just have this dream. Be like, I really want to be a, you know, let's say singer or whatever, artist, whatever. And you just click, you know, you just don't have talent. But for those that are kind of struggling with that, um, like what would you tell those folks? Because you kind of made the, the break away, and now mm-hmm. you, you seem to really be loving what, you, what you're doing with yourself. I love what I'm doing, but I was afforded the privilege to be able to do what I'm doing yeah. in that didn't have student debt. Mm-hmm. I... Worked at a company, and the timing just happened to line up to where I could become a co-owner of that company. That gave me money. I could, I had time to go to pottery class at 5.30. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things that went into my situation. So all of this to say, I don't think it's – I think it takes – I think it's recognizing when there's an opportunity in front of, in front of you and seizing that and trying to make something out of it. It doesn't now when you find that when that opportunity is presented to you that it, it's not easy, it's not comfortable. But mm-hmm. I think just being aware and there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong working a 9 to 5, but if you are working a 9 to 5 and you're not 
cool with doing that right now, then go get a hobby and be open to things because you will stu- you will stumble into something that is going to, you know, open you up. It's going to bring you some light. It's going to bring yeah. you life. I really believe that. You just have to be open to things. You have to be reading. You have to be watching movies, not not only stupid movies. Watch stupid movies, but be open to art and be open to conversation. Be honest and be open to stumbling into something that you didn't think of. I never thought I'd be doing this. Truly, <laughs> truly. What? 28-year-old man has told you when I was seven, I wanted to be a potter. You know what I'm saying? Never heard it. Never Never heard it. it. I didn't know what I would be doing this. In 2016, in June 2016, when I turned whatever age I turned that that year, there's no way I thought this time next year I will be doing pottery. Mm -hmm. It just just, – that stuff happens. Yeah. Isn't the, isn't the freedom of uh, being your own boss, especially doing artistic stuff, like, I mean, it's got to be pretty meaningful too, right? It's really cool. Roll out of bed around noon every day? No. I, <laughs> I used early on when I didn't have a lot of work and I, and I had to have part-time jobs too. And it wasn't, this wasn't full-time from the start. Yeah. 2019 is the first year I haven't yeah. had to have another job, a supplemental yeah. okay. income. Yeah. So that's it. But no, I make sure I get to yeah. my shop at a certain, I make sure I work a certain amount of hours yes. just that's yeah that's a common thing i've heard from artists and writers um that i've run into and then even even the like old classic novelists i think i was talking about this with somebody here recently and uh people do have a set time i talked to one guy who said you know i will get in a certain amount of hours i prefer to work at night so i will work these hours at night but then i'm in bed i try mm-hmm. to get a lot of sleep mm-hmm. and others are up up in the morning and then the other common thing is if you really like what you're doing, it's just kind of fun. And you can you can put in a 12, 15-hour day just having a, a good time. <laughs> that's, man, that's the thing, too. And, and the best part of what you mentioned was there's flexibility in when you get the work in, right, yeah. and where. And that's the freedom that I really feel is I'm going in. I'm, I'm working a certain amount of hours, but – I don't have to do it at the times I'm doing it. I can make up for hours later. I don't have to be somewhere at a certain time. Yeah. I need I need to be responsible enough to get this many hours in this week. That's it. That's what the work calls for this week, so that's what I do. But uh but yeah, the the flexibility of it is really cool. Yeah. And to think about thinking about this not me not being able to do this and then having to get another job at some point, maybe I'll have to. Mm-hmm. And maybe I won't care at that point. Right. But um, thinking about that today, I hate thinking about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Um, but th- it seems like, you know, as you were uh, talking about uh, even just taking up a hobby, learning stuff, um, it seems a lot of people that I've talked to that have, that have had success in whatever venture, um, particularly in art, it seems like they were already in motion. They were, they were already pushing. They were already creating stuff. They were already... Already looking. Already looking. Even if they had that job they didn't like. You know, after hours, they were still working. They were networking or doing something. In other words, they weren't waiting for a knock on the door. Like, yeah. hey, are you a world-class artist? Yeah. We'd like to give you a billion dollars. It was yeah. never like that. They were already doing stuff. Yeah. You know, already in motion, I guess. I think that it just comes from this drive to, like, have more joy in your life. And if that's art or, or looking for a hobby, I mean, why do we do hobbies? Because they bring yeah. us joy. You know, why do yeah. we take up a hobby? Because it's something that gives you joy. Uh, and I think that's why we do all of the extracurricular things that we do. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. Sometimes p- 
people are lucky enough uh, for that to be able to provide them income. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't know. I just wonder if it's as simple as that or if, I mean, nothing's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Mm No. There's always twists and turns. But everything's complex and everything's a trade-off too, right? That's what makes it fun. It's what makes it fun. Interesting, you know? Yeah. I don't have a paycheck every week. I try to pay myself a certain amount every week. Mm-hmm. It is not much. <laughs> it is really not much. There are people my age making a lot more, but yeah. everything's a trade-off. Yeah, and you have you have to accept that. It's not. I didn't find the perfect job that makes me so happy and gives me all this money, and I can go on vacations and I can not go to work today if I want to. It's mm-hmm. just not. It's just not that. Nothing is yeah. that. But Nothing is that. But you're not at meetings either. I do. I take some meetings. You take some meetings? Maybe oh, okay. not the meetings you're taking. <laughs> my, my meetings may be a little more Damn fun. spreadsheets. Yeah, meetings. my meetings can take place God. at a bar. Yes, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, how about your parents or your grandparents or guardians or however your family situation was? Was there a moment where you explained to them uh, how you were wasting your uh, hard-earned education to go uh, make <laughs> ashtrays? My <laughs> my sister opened the door, really cleared the way for me a lot. My sister okay. is a amazing musician she older older 10 years old oh gosh she she took all the all the blows for you yeah she did so i'm the oldest so i oh you took all the blows for your siblings i did yeah well you know what thank you for your service yeah as as a younger sibling myself you're welcome yeah i hope you're a middle are you a middle I'm middle. Good. May you be tortured with that for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. All right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she, so my dad, uh, he, he's always worked in corporate business and, and he grew up on a farm. And so he has his way of, of thinking about things. Right, right. But he has been so supportive and so open. And if they have worries, they've been really good at not saying them out loud to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So my parents have only been supportive, and and they celebrate every every big thing that happens yeah. for me. They celebrate that in their way, mm-hmm. and um, and so I've been really I've been really lucky with that. But there was it's funny you asked that. There was uh, we were e- eating at a breakfast place, and I told them, "Hey, I'm leaving s- Slate, and I'm going to do pottery full time." Uh-huh. <laughs> and there weren't a lot of words there. <laughs> I appreciated that there weren't so many words because I know the words they were holding back were not going to be very helpful, you know. But they, at that point, they trusted me because I had already done the slate yeah. thing right out of college, and I, I think they were just trying to have faith that I knew that what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it was awkward. It was yeah, weird. I hear you. They uh, they kept chewing their food for a while, right? Like, mm, yeah, mm, so morning steak. Yeah, it was chewy, a lot of son. Mm, uh, mm, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, how far away have you shipped stuff? Like, uh, where, where are your customers at? Uh, I think the furthest, nothing out of country. Okay. I think the furthest, California, New York okay. stuff. But you, it's still mostly all of it is, there's some connection to Oklahoma some yeah. way. So it's not some random person in Brooklyn. Now, <laughs> so there's, pro- there's not a bunch of people in the warehouse packing your stuff, is no. there? No. So now how do you pack uh, pottery so it doesn't? So, so the guy at the airplane's not well, know, one, tossing it around like to, a brute. <laughs> you have to pack it with the assumption that people figure out there's pottery in the package and they're trying to break it. Ah. That's a, that's how I think about it. Is like I have to pack this to where if someone now if someone is trying to break this, they couldn't. They'd have mm-hmm. such a hard time. Yeah, that's how I have to think about it because I've broken so many things. Yeah, I was shipping stuff to a. There was a store that wants to carry my stuff in. Oh God, South Carolina, I think. 
somewhere over there. Um, and I shipped her a bunch of stuff, and she sent me <laughs> pictures, you know, a couple days from then. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm so sorry. That's basically all she said in the email. Sent me pictures. All four of the boxes, she opened them, just shattered. Oh, no. Just hundreds of dollars worth of stuff, just mm-hmm. completely shattered. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I invested in a lot more bubble wrap and looking mm-hmm. into how people are packing, double boxing sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. And you can't – you. God, you feel so wasteful sometimes because yeah. you. I can't just shove a bunch of plates in a box. You know, no, it's no. like only two plates per box. Did you? <laughs> so you know. Did you send her some gorilla glue? I'd be like, here, just. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just fix it. What's the problem? <laughs> Duct tape, lady. <laughs> yeah, come on, sell it, sell, sell, sell. Dude, that had to hurt though, man. Like seeing your stuff broken like that. I yeah. mean, just. I mean, I mean, at that point, I'd been pretty damn. used to things being broken. Things yeah. break a lot. Yeah, you make it. You make extras. If someone wants twelve mugs, you make fifteen mugs. Okay. Assuming two, yeah, to three are gonna not come out right. Okay, it's just too many things you can't control. Yeah, chemistry wise, and and a crack, a weird crack somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just so many things. Yeah, I'll tell you a cool bubble wrap trick I pulled on a yeah. on a on a lady at work about twenty five years ago. I was working at an off, uh, not an office, a warehouse. And uh, what does she work in? Payroll, purchasing, or something like that? This is a great trick if you mm. ever want to pull it on somebody. You take some bubble wrap. You have to be wearing pants. Okay. You Usually stick, am. Yep. You stick the uh, <laughs> <laughs> you stick the bubble wrap up your leg behind your knee. Okay. So let, you put it behind your left knee, for example. And then you walk up to somebody and you just start pretending you're stretching. And then you kind of act like you're cracking the right knee. Then you crack that left one with Ooh. a bubble wrap and it just snaps everywhere. Oh God, she was horrified. Like she was she, horrified? yeah, she jumped. She had no idea it was a you know I had the bubble wrap back there. She thought it was my knee just wow. exploding everywhere. Wow! And then you God. kicked her in the face, and that was the I prank. did. Oh, that was even funnier too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real prank. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I got to where I am today. Wow! Uh, Welcome bu- to the Oklahoma. <laughs> Is that how you? Is that how, what your opener in the interview was? So, Josh, yeah, let me out. tell you a cool bubble wrap prank. <laughs> I'll be doing this around the place. I'll be. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, bubble wrap tricks. Uh, bubble behind the cubicle. <laughs> Did you hear my prank story? I opened this baby with. You know, I'm not a big prank guy either, but that one was smooth. That like, one, I, man. That's that was like great. spur of the moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the guy who did a song called uh, Conor McGregor that I like, and I think this guy's Canadian, uh, Mercules. Hmm, I'm not familiar. He's pretty good. He's yeah. pretty good. I think he's from Canada, but not well, a good I'll check song, it man. out. All right, man. How long do you think we went? I don't know. I don't. What is, what is time? Just what is time? Man? We what don't have time, time to talk man? about time. You know, you're you're uh, you know working for yourself, just you know sitting by the pool every day. <laughs> you know, make a plate, make a make uh, coffee just, yeah, cup. Pull from him, make a plate. Yeah, make a plate. You know that that easy entrepreneur life. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm always dirty. Have you noticed that every time you've seen me, I look I, just covered I? in mud? <clears throat> yes. Uh, oh, that's where I was. I was doing a metal detecting uh, story the other day, and I went to shake hands with a guy, and I just got like red dirt all over <laughs> me. You know, out there in the field. He, he probably eventually you don't even think about what's on you anymore. No, no. Everyone else notices that you don't notice. Right, it. right. Yeah. Don't tell my bosses, but for the first time in my illustrious uh, journalism career, I uh, I went out and reported the story in uh, in a pair of shorts. Oh, I did. I wore a pair of shorts. Oh my god! It was a Saturday. Oh, <laughs> It was a Saturday, short Saturday, boss. Yeah. Nah, like, they F should this, come, man. It's hot. That is. They, you know what? They should come to expect that from Bubble Rat Man. <coughs> from Bubble Rat Man. Yeah, but I was wearing should. a necktie. 
Necktie and shorts. <laughs> Nothing else. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's better. <laughs> I don't know if that helped the the situation. <laughs> necktie and shorts. That's great. I made sure the necktie went down to uh, the the belt line, like you know the way you're supposed to wear your neckties and all that. But, yes, you know, so very good. It was good. That's very professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so people, when they want to order stuff from you. Yeah. What do they need to do to, to see your stuff and order stuff, and then uh, how do they get it? They can go on Instagram, Craig Proper Home. Just search Craig Proper. It'll pop up. The icon's blue with Craig Proper in black font. Or they can go to craigproper.com. I have some one-off vases on there, some lamps that I'm doing, and all sorts of tableware on there. And there, there's an online store, and it's pretty easy, pretty straightforward. So Instagram and the website, uh, you can go to Commonplace bookstore or, or the kitchen at commonplace if they want to buy stuff they have their stuff uh for retail okay. there too so yeah and they can uh, like scope out your stuff at plant in midtown yep they, they can see what i did for plant and that stuff for plant was only for plant i mean okay. and they'll maybe they'll see this does not look like the stuff he normally does yeah. and that's <laughs> that's because i made it for them not for, yeah. for me so yeah all right taylor dickerson everybody before we go yeah you have such a good podcast voice, by the way. I checked out the podcast. For oh, you. thanks, man! It sounds so good. On the, I, <laughs> it's a, your voice sounds good in real life, uh-huh. but when I listened to the, I was like, oh man, this is this this guy's a radio voice. <laughs> I uh, I had Mark Fleming in here from Ice. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, he's my, yeah. He's my brother from another mother. Yeah, and I told him early on in the podcast. I don't know. I don't know if you heard that one, but I'm like, 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 dude, don't try to outsmooth my voice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, mine's natural. And I was like, okay, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds good. Yeah. You're doing a good job. And and your questions have been really good with everyone, too. So, oh, I appreciate yeah, it, you've man. been really yeah. – I can tell that you've spent a lot of time listening to radio shows or podcasts yourself Thanks, and stuff, too. So It doesn't go off the rails too much. Not too goofy. No, I really enjoy it. Well, okay. And now in the, with podcasting, yeah. people want it to go off the rails. Yeah. You don't want to listen to a yeah. – you know. I try to talk the the guests into offending the audience. That way I don't have to take Yeah, you've been pretty good at that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know how it is these yeah. days. Uh, I mean, I, uh, anyway, I was about to lead you into one, but, you know. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you know, guilt by association, man. Yeah. You're giving that guy a platform, bro. <laughs> nobody's protested yet, so. Well, that's good. Yeah, they re- no, I that means you're that. not having the right guests on here. Yeah, uh, I know. You I, know. I've got a couple that I want to get. You need they're, people to be mad at you. They're, oh, my God. that uh, You know, I've thought about that, and then I thought, gee, do I turn this into a debate, or do, do I just go straight mockery at them? You know, <sighs> straight comedian. I don't – like, with a guest? <laughs> yeah. I think you have a guest that you know will make some people mad. Mm-hmm. Bring them in. Bring but them maybe in. they have ideas or thoughts that are like, that is interesting. Yeah, I don't agree. yeah. But I don't think you have to – I think you can just facilitate. You know okay. what I'm saying? All I don't right. think you have to debate them. All right. Good, You're good. a journalist, you know? Right, like, right. I think yeah. people say, you could if you wanted to, but I don't think you're expected to. Yeah. I like what you're getting at, though. They, yeah. they have to – what I like is plausible deniability. Just, just yeah. It's, just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's plausible what they're saying. I'm yeah. not saying I agree with it, but – But you're like, hey, I'm just here. I'm just a journalist. I'm just reporting news. Just reporting, report, quotes. man. That's yeah. what we do. All right, brother. Let's do it again sometime soon, cool. and uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about that spout ceramic thing. Oh yeah, the, the, cool uh, for my uh, shaving there. All right, brother uh, Taylor Dickerson. Good seeing you again, man. Yeah, thank you very much.
Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the United States of Oklahoma, please subscribe on your favorite podcast publishing platform, Triple P, man, and share with your friends. And if you want to keep up with the latest news in Oklahoma, pick up a digital subscription at Oklahoman.com, where you will get unparalleled coverage of Sooner State politics, sports, breaking news, business, crime and courts, food, music, religion, and a whole lot more, including some of the best photojournalism around, all for $9.99 a month.